This, 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 this is mythical. Welcome, everybody, to Trevor Talks Too Much, the show where I bring on a person, a person, a guest, you could call them, and we talk and we have a little conversation and we see if, hey, Maybe we can, uh, maybe we can be friends. Maybe we can talk again sometime, or maybe they'll hate me. Who knows what's gonna happen? I'm your host, Trevor Freaking Everett. I am uh, the mythical soft boy, master baker, and amateur wake surfing enthusiast. I've only done it a couple times, but I tell you what, it's fun. It's fun. Today, I spoke with Carter Scherer, um, who's a YouTuber, one of the top YouTubers out there. He's making all sorts of cool content. He's building stuff. And we had a cool conversation, you know, we had a time. We talked about all sorts of stuff. We talked about the robot uprising. Uh, we talked about his house that was literally haunted. Um, or so he says, I don't know, I'm still on the fence. And um, how we might have a claw machine competition in the future. Who knows? I'm kind of nice at the claw machines. Uh, we talked about aliens. Uh, speaking of aliens, because um, we talked about which aliens we would not want to fight and which ones we would want to fight. Uh, I've been watching Ben 10. Okay. Are you familiar? No. You don't know Ben 10? So. What, what the freaking heck? No, I think it's a little after my time. It's Cartoon Network. It's like the greatest show. So Ben 10, let me give you the backstory. Yes. So Ben, his name is Ben Tennyson, and he goes out in there in the woods and they're camping and a, something falls from the sky and he goes and looks at it and it's like a weird wristwatch and it attaches to his wrist and it lets him turn into different aliens. So he like picks an alien and then he slaps it and then he turns into that alien and he has their powers. Um, it's called the Omnitrix. Um, and so the show is called Ben 10. It's great. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's a great show. You should watch it. I, it's actually, it's held up pretty well because I remember really enjoying it when I was a kid. All right. You're not going to watch it. Uh, Probably not. You're literally a hater. No, I'll it's watch it. Sh- I'll no, watch an episode you don't, of no, it. You don't have to watch it. Okay. I don't, you know what? You freaking old fart. They are. They put a lot of old cartoons on like streaming services now, which I like. They. I recently been watching some Courage the Cowardly Dog. Ooh, great one. Great, great show. How that was a children's show is beyond me because that's pure nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really it's like though. Freaky. Like, how did I? I think there's something about like kids just like not understanding the concept of fear or something. Like, like, you know, when something crazy happens to a kid, like they should be scared and they just don't care because like their brain just doesn't quite process things in that way yet. Mm-hmm. I think that's the way it worked. Kids are just like, oh, funny dog with like a big creepy floating ghost in the sky. Oh, this is cool. Funny dog made a laugh and he yelled and he beat the ghost or he beat the big floating whatever. And it, I don't know. I don't know how that that show is like literally so scary. Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Another great cartoon. <laughs> What's your favorite cartoon? Um, I am like really obsessed with Bob's Burgers. That's a more current car- cartoon. If you're talking about old school, Tina. Car- yes, of Bob's Bob Bob's Burgers. I haven't watched Bob's Burgers. I'm sure it's a great show. I just don't. It is quite hilarious. But if you're talking old I feel school, like there's cartoons, some disconnect here, Jamie. I feel like we're not really on the same wavelength right now. No, no. Well, because you're talking, which I enjoy, like Angry Beavers, Cat Dog. You're talking about old school cartoons. Those ones? What about those? Doug? You're not that much older than me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know those ones. Yeah. I remember watching Cat Dog like a couple times. 
See, because if you were like just five years older, it would be more prime of cat dog than it has been 10. Well, like Hey Arnold. You like Hey Arnold? Freaking love Hey Arnold. Hey Arnold's great. Football head. And that mean lady with the unibrow. Helga. Is that her name? Helga Pataki. Why do you know that? Because I love that cartoon. That was my childhood. Jamie, can you please stop going on and on about cartoons? Like, (laughs) we gotta get into the show at some point. Do we? This is a first, everyone. This just in. Jamie is the one that wants to keep talking nonsense, and I am the one that wants to get into the show. This is a first. Well... Jamie, stop talking about cartoons. I'm done. I'm done. What does the world come to when I have to be the one that keeps (laughs) us on track? This is at backwards. See, you're the you're becoming the villain of the show, Jamie. I'm the hero. I'm becoming the hero now. It's not what everyone thought would happen, but it's what's happening. Let's get into this show. It's Sophia Franklin, and if you don't already know, listen up. My mini-series is live now, each and every Monday, and the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning, and we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody, welcome Carter Scherer, founder of Team RAR, a prominent YouTuber, builder of all sorts of cool things. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, if you don't know Carter, uh, he is a, he does a lot. He makes a lot of really cool YouTube videos. He builds a lot of really cool stuff. He does a lot of really cool experiments, stuff like that. Because um, you have a background in in engineering, right? I do. Yeah, and my job is to try to build cool stuff and. Uh... Having the exposure growing up to like building things and ultimately getting an engineering degree, I think all definitely helps uh, in the process of trying to make and do something cool for content. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. You um you like robots, right? Like, is that kind of like your one of your favorite things to like build or engineer with? That was always my goal. Was like, okay, if I'm gonna get like a job growing up, I want to build robots. That's what I always wanted to do. So that's what I like was pursuing before YouTube. And in school, I always just wanted to learn all the skills necessary to build robots. That's, that's I don't know, maybe watching Dexter's Lab too much when I was a kid or something. But yeah, that, that was my goal. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, as someone who likes robots and likes building robots, uh, are you afraid of any sort of like a Skynet Terminator situation? Like, does that freak you out at all? Because I, I have an Alexa and I can be pretty harsh to Alexa sometimes. And I'm worried that when the robot uprising happens, that my Alexa is going to murder me. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't think we're anywhere near that. I think technology is growing fast, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Robots are super complicated. I think we're pretty far far off from that. I mean, they make the ones that like jump and like do backflips and stuff now. That seems like pretty spooky. I can't, I can't do a backflip and there are robots that can. So they've already got a leg up on me there. That's true, but there's probably like one of those and that was probably like the best take out of, you know, a hundred or something. All right. Sounds like you're trying to, uh, you're like on the side of the robots. When Skynet happens, you're going to be one of the humans that they let live. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're just trying to coax me into a false sense of security right now. Um, but that's okay. I mean, hey. <laughs> they're going to help everyone that, you know, built robots <laughs> and I liked robots. So they're, I'm going to be on their side. 
you see you're planning for the future. I respect that. Maybe I need to I need to get into robot building. I need to become an ally of the robots so that when it happens, I'm not a I'm not fodder. You got to be nice. Oh man, I do stuff. love the Terminator though. <laughs> yeah, I got I do. I do need to be nicer because she's dumb, okay? So <laughs> she's stupid and she doesn't she's older, okay? She's an older Alexa, older model, and the amount of times that like I just say something and she doesn't listen and I have to repeat it like a million times, and then mm. eventually I just yell cuz I'm like, "Alexa, I want to hear this song and I've asked you 10 times and you're not getting it." And then I just get angry at her. And it's like me projecting, you know, and, you know, she's doing her best, but it's just frustrating sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so as someone who builds things and, and engineers, what do you think is like the craziest thing that you've ever, ever built? And, and after you answer this, I have another question for you. But what do you think is like the craziest, coolest thing you've ever built? You know, I've built a lot of different things and the goal for pretty much everything I like to build is to be crazy and to be cool. So it's hard to pick one, but... Uh, I built the world's tallest trampoline tower, uh, which was pretty crazy. And it's literally just like get trampolines and you stack, you know, one trampoline on top of the other and just see how high you can go. And we set out, uh, first of all, I wanted to build a trampoline park in my backyard. So I ordered 30 trampolines and I wanted to just fill every part of my entire backyard, which was like a square or like a rectangle. And I just want to cover in trampolines so you can like bounce across trampoline to trampoline. It just looked like a park, but it was in my yeah. yard. So I bought a bunch of those. Yeah. We filmed a bunch of videos with it. And, you know, it's two weeks later. You can't even cut the grass. I mean, like we're covering all square inch of the backyard. <laughs> the grass is getting like long and it's yeah. like, okay, we got to do something next. Like we got to clean them up, take them down, whatever. I'm like, but I don't want to take them down. They're making great content. So we came up with the idea to stack them. If we stack them then there's going to be less on the ground. We'll have more vertically up in the air. <laughs> so we just started stacking yeah, yeah. them. We figured we'd go like six, seven, eight, you know, high, which is really high. I mean, you're climbing. Reasonable number. Yeah. <laughs> and I think by the time we got to, um, well, we got to eight and then, you know, I jumped, we built it next to the pool. So I jumped off in the pool and that fall was like huge. I fell for like two seconds. It was like a cliff jump in my backyard. Oh my yeah. And so after that, I'm like, All right, I think we're good. Like I almost didn't jump and I'm pretty reckless with stuff. So yeah, that was a pretty high jump. I don't know how high it was, but it was high. So then after that, we Googled it. Like, what is the world record? Well, we found these other YouTubers uh, that like way in the past, they did it. Um, they did 10. And so I was like, okay, we're at eight. We need to go to 11 though. So we need to stack three more trampolines yeah, on this you thing. Got to. And so we did, we went all the way to 11 and it was really crazy to tell I mean, you, everyone, you walk out to the backyard and you just, you know, you look up and it's huge. It was like 30 to 50 feet tall and uh, 11 trampolines high. And so that was pretty crazy. Oh my God. And it was super fun because we built it right in the middle of LA and so many people came over. We did so much content and yeah. people would jump and flip off it. And it was just, it's just crazy. Yeah. Super fun. That's insane. I like, how do you even get up? How do you even get up a stack of trampolines that tall? That's what everyone asks, but you just climb up the side, just like a, a ladder. Like it's just, you just climb up the side. It's just like a ladder. Yeah. No. Like you grab like, you know, the one what, rung and you just, what did you use to like keep them structurally stable? Like you didn't just like loose stack them on top, like a Jenga tower. <laughs> no, we didn't. We would put the, you know, for every tower we're building, we would get you know, the next trampoline that goes up, we get these metal hose clamps. Um, it's kind of like a zip tie, but okay. they're made of metal and you use a, you know, a drill or a screwdriver or something to tighten it down with a little worm gear and it clamps it. So we did a couple of those on each foot the whole way around. So that would hold them together. 
like they're not going to fall off. But the strength of the whole tower was literally just the trampolines. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could climb up a trampoline tower and jump off. I feel like I'm pretty reckless. Like I've jumped off stuff before, but that seems like extreme. Yeah, it's definitely extreme. Not everyone would come over and jump off it. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. Okay, so follow-up question. What's the most useless thing you've ever built? Like just like what what have you built that it no serves no purpose? Just completely useless. Uh, that's also just about everything I build. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh we bought a bunch of giant Legos. Uh you know, regular yeah. Legos, you know, they're like the size of a, you know, a Lego. The big ones are like the size of uh, almost like a cinder block. Like they're like life-size, like building bricks. And uh, we built yeah. an entire Lego city yeah. in my backyard. We built like different mini like structures. Some were like one story, some were two stories. And then we painted like roads to yeah. them. And we drove little cars and go-karts. We had like a, a Chick-fil-A with a drive through with that. We put food in like a grill so you could cook food and serve it to people in there. And we did like a whole like functioning <laughs> mini city. We had like a jail we had a, oh a swim, we had a swimming pool. We had, <laughs> we had like a four story clock tower that was like twenty feet tall. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh my god, that's so cool. That doesn't sound useless at all. That sounds like my fantasy. Like I want to live in the Lego City. Yeah, I mean, my friend kept going on with content there, and he converted one of the structures into a three story Lego ho- like hotel with like a mini fridge, an air conditioning unit, uh, a balcony. Like he just like was like living in there. So yeah, he, he lived the fantasy <laughs> of doing That's that. That's so cool. <laughs> Plus like perfect giant defense, right? Because like a Lego city that seems large to us humans, if a giant came along, stepped on a Lego, they'd be down for the count. That's right. You we won't, wouldn't you get stepped on. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't get stepped on. Because uh, otherwise, and if you did, you'd have a perfect defense. Jamie's laughing, but she knows I'm right. Jamie's cracking up, but it's a, it's, it's a good theory, uh, just in case. Um, you, you want to be, I, I, Jamie wrote this down. Uh, you want to be one of the, the first YouTuber to go to space. Is that correct? Yeah. So my m- most recent kind of a uh, crazy concept is, uh, yeah, I want to see if I can fly to space and I think I can do it. Like you personally fly to space, not be like put on an aircraft that is going to space, not just be a passenger to space, but personally fly to space. Yeah. I mean, there's more than one way to get to what people would call space. And um, I think the yeah. easy way would just, yeah, buy a ticket on the new Virgin Galactic for, I don't know, a million dollars or 500,000 or something. Like, yeah. yeah, I guess technically you could go to space and claim first YouTuber to space or whatever. Uh, but I want to like DIY it in my backyard. <laughs> And I think it's, uh, it sounds it's crazy. It's like an episode of Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> yeah, but I think I can do it. Um, we, I've, I've done two videos kind of working towards this goal already. And the first one, yeah. we sent a, uh, just like a, one of, it's like one of our Team Raw Monsters. We sell these plushies, um, which is our character, our logo. Yeah. So I sent one of those to space. It went all the way up to space it was like a three four hour round trip and it came back down and we recovered it so that went to space and that was like a small scale test of what i'd like to try to do for myself wow well so like what's the plan then i haven't seen these videos what is the what's the mechanism are you just like building a rocket like i'm 
Uh, probably not a rocket. So there's two people in the history of like humans that have flown to space using a um, like basically a large balloon. You know, there's more uh, science to it than just balloons, but oh. you can get like a it's called like a lighter than air aircraft, and sort of s- very similar yeah. to the way we did it with the plushie, where you get a huge giant helium balloon, and you get an aircraft, uh, which you like have the payload and you have you know, the TMR plus shield there, and that goes all the way up to space. And then it pops and it has a parachute system that worked its way all the way back to ground and GPS tracking and stuff like that. So there's two humans that have done that. Um, and the last was, I think, in 2012. And he was like the second like human to like go to space. Um, and then you, you just jump off and you just fall for 15 minutes, free fall back to earth. Like that's how far away you are. Yeah, just free fall back to earth, 15 minutes. Nothing like it. Do you, uh, what, would you like film the whole way down, do you think? Like vlog style? Yeah, just holding like a camera, yeah. Just vlog, yeah, just a little GoPro, like minute five, heading back to earth. Yeah, What's I up? think so. It's holding strong. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I oh, yeah, there's exactly. a bird. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I want to give it a, a give it a try and it's you know not something that's going to happen overnight. There's a lot of factors and like training yeah. and things, but like I just want to have this uh this larger than life goal that's always something that's driven me and I feel like you know start like becoming a yeah. YouTuber for example was like a goal I had for a very long time which is like just be popular and successful and that was like the craziest thing I could think of like quit my job, moved into my parents' house, yeah. like crazy story and just that kept me driving. It wasn't realistic. Um, but because it was so big, it made me drive for it. So I'm kind of switching my focus to something. What's next? Like what's even bigger? Okay. Well, I think going to space would be really cool for both content and YouTube and stuff. And it'd be kind of like, it'd be pretty huge, you know, like, I don't know how many people have gone to space, but I don't think it's a lot. No. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be insane. I wish you the best of luck on your journey in the future. Cause um, (laughs) if you want anyone do a little test run i would do it i would i would fly to space i won't jump off the 11 stack trampoline but if you want to tie me to a big balloon we could just do it up style we don't you just tie a bunch of balloons to me just see how far i go a little test run i'm down i'm your guy i'm your guy i'll make it a two-seater then yeah yeah (laughs) no you can just send me to like right before space just to like see like, you know, and then I can just like pop the balloons. You just give me a needle and like, I'm like, oh, there's space. I'm almost there. And then I pop the balloons, come back down and then you go up. Cause I don't want to, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to steal your thunder, but I would want to make sure it's safe. I would, I would put my body on the line for that. I think that if I die, then, you know, Hey, we got more testing to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You can be the guinea pig then. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm totally down for that. Totally down for that. Uh, if you did go to space and you found yourself in sort of like an Apollo 18 situation, which was that crappy uh, alien movie where they went to the moon and then got attacked by aliens on the moon. What do you think you would do? What would be the game plan if all of a sudden there were aliens on your balloon per se? Uh, I would definitely try to vlog it. That would be pretty, I think that'd be very viral. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that would be on trending and stuff. Definitely. Um, But yeah, I think my first instinct would be let's vlog it and let's make sure we get this footage home because this is going to be pretty cool. <laughs> oh man, what a world we live in. I'm getting attacked by aliens. Quick, get the camera. Mom, get the camera. <laughs> There's aliens. They're trying to pop my balloon. Um, what fictional alien monster would you least uh desire to face in combat? Um 
for example, you've got the xenomorph from Alien. You've got Predator from Predator. There's the Thing from The Thing. Uh, the Monstars from Space Jam. And like, I don't know, Yoda. That's like five off the dome. There's there's other aliens, but uh, you know, think of any alien. Which one would you least like to face in combat? Probably the alien. That one's crazy. Um, like the first. Really? He's yeah. The saliva really? is like acid in huh. it. That's the one where like the mouth inside the mouth that comes out. Yeah, but I mean, Sigourney Weaver outsmarted the alien. Do you think that? I mean, you're. I don't know who's to, she was a scientist or something in that movie, but you think you. I feel like you outsmart the alien, you know? I mean, if I fly up to space... I feel like you're capable. Maybe. I mean, if I fly up to space and the Monstars are up there and they just want to play me in basketball, like, I can probably handle that. Yeah. That was my thought process, too. You know? Like, I'll just get, you know, LeBron James, MJ. We'll take him out, you know? <laughs> Grab Bugs Bunny. <laughs> um, I, for me, it's the Predator, I think. I mean, he's, like, built to kill. And he, like, you can't just shoot him with a gun. I mean... Arnold Schwarzenegger did it, but I'm nowhere near that level. Hmm. I, I don't think I could take the Predator. I think I could outsmart the alien. I think I'd outsmart the Xenomorph. The Thing from The Thing, you know, he's creepy. It's creepy. But, like, you could just shoot it, you know, with a gun. You could, Like, it's susceptible to human weapons. I don't think Yoda would fight me. Um, I'm also a lot taller than Yoda, and I think I, I've, got, I've got reach on him. I think I could... I don't know. That would be a tough one. But I think his moral, his moral code wouldn't allow him to fight me. So I don't think I have to worry about that one. I wouldn't fight the Predator, though. That's a battle I'm not winning. Yeah. I'll just have to make sure I do a diverse alien training before I go up. I beat the crap out of E.T. <laughs> you know, E.T. <laughs> if E.T. landed in my backyard, he'd get the crap kicked out of him. <laughs> He's... <laughs> he's going home in a body bag. Let me tell you what. He's standing no chance. Um, <laughs> oh man. You um you used to work or when you when you first got your engineering degree, you did some work with self-driving cars. Is that correct? I did. Yeah, that was like my first and only job before YouTube. Do you trust self-driving cars? I don't have a self-driving car. Even though, like, I did work on like, some of the technology behind it. Yeah. But I would say, like, not really. I mean, they're going to get better. Thank you. Thank you. But you can't trust them blindly. Yeah, they're going to get better. I don't know. You know, they're trying to get A to B, and there's a lot of things in between, but there's so many different edge cases, right? So many different scenarios. There's so many times where you're on a road, and it's turning, yeah. and then there's potholes or the lanes, or the sun is in the camera, or there's just some kind of... They experience new situations that nobody thought of uh, before, and that happens yeah. pretty frequently. That's why you hear these kind of crazy scenarios where Tesla does something crazy, and instead of slowing down, it speeds up and it kills everyone or crashes in a horrific way. Yeah, And it's like, that's going to happen. It's probably statistically better than trusting your life with a human, but uh, you know, it doesn't get that press like that. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm like old fashioned and like arrogant. I don't know. I still drive a manual, but like the idea, I don't even like cars that beep at me. Like I, I drive a Jeep and I good at I parallel parked all the time. When I have to parallel park my girlfriend's car, it like beeps at you when you get close. And I'm like, I know how freaking close I am. Stop beeping at me. And 
I don't know. I don't like it. I'd self-driving cars freak me out. I just like, I like to be in control of it, but I consider myself a good driver. And there's a lot of people out there that are not good drivers. So I understand the appeal of it. Like, I think you're right. The, the majority of human beings could definitely benefit from having a smart robot drive their car. But I don't know for me, I'm just like, Hey, it freaks me out. I don't like it. I, I think I'm starting to realize I have a distrust of technology. <laughs> yeah, you don't like the robot. I think there's something in here. And you don't want self-driving cars. Yet. No, I don't. I, I, see, I saw Terminator one too many times when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't like the robots. They freak me out. <laughs> no, robots are good. I think they're good for the world. But also, I don't know. I'm not smart enough to like <laughs> speak to robots. I think you're I think you're very smart. I feel like you know a lot and I'm just like scary robots. I'm, I cook. I'm a chef. I believe for a video one time you won every single thing in a claw machine. <laughs> yeah, I did. Do you have any tips for claw machines cuz I do a lot of them. And I consider myself okay, but I want to know the, the secrets. What did you learn from that experience? What was the takeaway? There's actually a lot of secrets. I'm not sure I'm allowed to tell you those secrets. What? But they're, uh, let's just say, claw Dude, machines. is Big Arcade shushing you right now? Are you getting hush money from Big Arcade? <laughs> I got a lot of prizes, and part of the way I had to do it was, uh, so claw machines are rigged, which means there's like this... They're programmed. Yeah, obviously. Well, maybe not in the way you think. They're programmed to only let the claw like grab with good force, like once every maybe ten turns. So that means mm. if as you're playing, that makes sense. Not every play that you get does that claw actually grab with enough force to pick anything up. So like you're guaranteed to lose yeah. until it's that tenth turn. But that tenth turn also has to be in a position yeah. where it can grab something like it to be good, you know. Um, and so there's a setting on all claw machines. Yeah. You can do it where every turn is good or one in 10 or one in a hundred, whatever. And so you can basically throttle yeah. and control how many things get picked up because they're not going to have the strength to do it. And so, uh, for the video yeah. that we did, we got the arcade owner to go into his machine and program it and turn that off. So every grab that the claw did was like full force. So you're a cheater. I, I won every claw on a claw machine is what I said. See, you got to work smart. You cheated. I didn't cheat. <laughs> you t everybody out there, this just in, Carter is a, is a cheater. He he paid off the arcade owner. He he said, I'm going to give you money. You turn off the setting. You, the you rig it. No, I did it. No, I didn't rig it. I Have you ever been to an arcade called Round One? I think there's a few of them around LA. I don't know, um, it, sounds, it does sound familiar. Yeah, it's a Japanese-based like arcade. They have tons of games. They have like bowling and stuff too. But they've got these really interesting claw machines um, that aren't just. They're not like that. They do have some of the standard ones where you know you claw, you pick up and grab. But a lot of them, they're like, I don't even know how to explain it. You have like this almost like two-pronged claw. So it's kind of like, like imagine like it kind of looks like this, and it like goes out and then goes down. But the way that you play them, there's like strategy to it. Um, there are a lot of people post videos about it on TikTok, but you don't, you don't try and grab the thing. You have to like push it off 
And there's these specific parts because the toys are all like balanced in certain ways in the machine. And then there's certain spots on the toy that you have to push to get down to like make it fall down. I don't know. They're really cool. And my girlfriend and I go to that arcade a lot and we spend a lot of money because they've also got like the coolest freaking toys in those claw machines. Um, but it's really fun because they have like a lot of strategy and there's a bunch of different types too. Um, there's one where you have to like drop a thing down that has a hook on it. And then you have to like hook to pick something up that like has a little chain attached to it. Um, there's some really interesting claw machines though. So it could be something you could look into because I'd love to see a strategy video on those. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm so, so, but, um, I would like to get better. Yeah. Well, and I think, I don't know, them, you seem like you would be really good at them. I feel like I'm pretty good. I mean, speaking of claw machines, I actually have one in my house. Can I come over? <laughs> I want to come over. What do you have in there? What what kind of toys? We normally have like iPhones or something in there. What? Well, that's why you're rigging it so that I never win. That's right. We can't. I've actually had some kids come over. How much does it cost? It's like a dollar, I think. Or maybe it's uh, 25 cents. Hmm. All right. I got some quarters. They're my laundry quarters, but... There you go. I mean, we've had fans come over and they ran that machine dry. They won everything. They had t-shirts. We had water bottles. They got an iPhone. I mean, they, they just cleared it out. Is it like a normal claw machine? Like a... Yeah, it's got like a little three, you know, it's... Uh, Is it like a standard? Okay. So we'll have to have a claw machine off. I'm trying to think about how I could... I want to... You can do the best, you know? Dude, I'll destroy you. As long as you don't rig it. Okay, I'm actually low-key kind of <laughs> cracked at claw machines. I know I was I was being humble earlier when I said I wasn't that good. I'm insane, okay? Because okay. I, I win everything. My girlfriend wants to play them, and she's like, okay. But I, I win everything. And then she always gets all the stuffed animals. But, you know, I can live with that. It's the thrill of success that does it for me. That's my victory prize. But I, I think I could do pretty well in a claw machine off. Yeah, I mean, we might have to go. This is me throwing down the gauntlet, Carter. Okay, well, we'll see. You want to go arcade off? Podcast two is going to be. I have a weird a, talent. Maybe it's just arcade. because live podcast in an arcade. <laughs> um, no, I because I think that what you said about like the claw machines, I think most arcade games I would imagine are kind of rigged like that. Like things are rigged to win after a certain number of plays, right? Like once you've once there have been a certain number of plays, then you start to hit things like the jackpot. I don't know if I'm insanely lucky, but I have this weird talent because um, the arcade that we go to around one, it has a ton of different games and like you can win tickets and there's prizes and stuff. I have this weird talent where it's happened like five or six times. I will go up to a random game, play it one time and hit the jackpot. Like literally first time up, I just go up and I hit the jackpot. And I like to think it's because I'm talented, but it could just be that I'm very lucky and I happen to just, you know, oh, I got the one where they decided they'd win. But I don't know. I like to think it's because I'm good at games. Well, you know, all these games are kind of like robots in a way. So if you like playing claw machines... And, don't know, say that to me. Don't say that to me. Okay. I'm not on the robot side here, Carter. <laughs> the robots are trying to... Win I'm not on the robots. They're trying to play nice. If you're going to say that all of the arcade machines in the arcade are robots, then maybe I am on the side of the robots, okay? Because I spend too much money at the arcade. I love playing games. You're funding the Whether robot it's uprise. video games. I think I'm funding the people that own the arcade. So, well, they're going to build I, more uh, <laughs> arcade machines. So they're going to get smarter every year. If you're playing a game to learn how to kill the thing that you're playing. Well, maybe they're showing hmm? you the wrong way how to do it to trick you in the future. This is too much. <laughs> this is too much for me. I'm losing my mind right now, man. <laughs> I'm losing my freaking mind. 
But like, how does me shooting a basketball into a hoop help the robots? I mean, <laughs> it might not. I don't know. Now I don't want to go to the arcade. You're not going for like a hike. You know, you're playing with machines that have programming and microcontrollers and wires. Are you saying that me going on a hike would better prepare me for a robot uprising? I would say going on a hike is definitely not supporting it because you're not encouraging the use of <laughs> technology. Okay. Um, so you, you won a competition called the... Sorry, I'm switching it up. I can't... I go on tangents. I do it too often. So I'm, I'm cutting myself off before Jamie does. You won a competition called the Odyssey of the Mind Engineering Competition. Is that right? Yeah, I did. I'm curious where you even learned that from. Oh, Jamie wrote it down. I got it. Okay. Yeah, Jamie, she, what she does is she writes down a list of facts <laughs> and I read them. <laughs> so she's, okay, so someone's, you know, stalking me. You guys have, because this is this goes way back. Yeah, Jamie's the internet stalker. So that's like 12 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like a 12-year-old question. So that's it. And this is well before I ever posted or uh, filmed videos. Like my life wasn't public. My life wasn't even public like eight years. Yeah. After that. So anyways, yeah, Odyssey the Mind is this. I'm sorry Jamie stalked you. Well, hey, look, it makes for a good question. I haven't thought about this in a long time, so. Yeah, I'm curious what it is. I think the whole idea for Odyssey of the Mind is to have this um, program for people of all ages and the way that this uh, would work is uh, like early in the year, you would have like the regional competition, you go and compete. And it would always be in the form of like some kind of like vehicle. And I loved like building like vehicles growing up. Yeah. Uh, they give you very specific rules, very specific budgets. And you'd have to basically solve the problem with creativity. Yeah. I forget exactly all the, you know, details. Basically, you just got to create this human powered, you know, like thing and drive it around and compete in these different challenges. And so what I wanted to do was to create a vehicle that didn't use any wheels, uh, which if you kind of think about it, it's oh. like, well, how many vehicles don't use wheels? And I didn't want to just do like a wheel that had like shoes on it and it spun around. Like I wanted to like not have a circular wheel of any kind. I didn't want to have treads. I didn't want wheels, like absolutely nothing. And it has to be human powered. So like it can't fly. Um, like I wanted to walk. So I was really into yeah. um, designing like legged locomotion uh, I created this basically as a wheelchair and instead of having like four wheels on it, like a wagon, it had 12 legs and you would spin these cranks and through this gearbox and mechanism, it would walk across the ground with legs. And so we won and it was, uh, it was amazing. So it was really cool to be the best in the world. That's so freaking cool. Is that something that's still around? You know, it's so crazy. Uh, I have it and I just got it back. It's like, was in my parents shed for since to, since I built it in 2010. You, you still have the contraption? I just got it back because my parents were cleaning out and they wanted all my stuff out of the house. Yeah. It's, it's like super dusty, but it's like, it's there. I still have it. It's yeah. crazy. That's so cool. It's super cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. That sounds like such a cool experience. Um, you So you just moved houses, but... You used to think that your house was haunted. Is that your old house that you lived in that you thought was haunted? Oh, actually, no. It was for, yeah, it was for sure haunted. Like, I know for a fact. Oh, you know for a fact. Give me the facts then. <laughs> the house that I rented is in uh, a place called Holmby Hills, which is, you might have not have heard of it. Okay. It's the Bel Air of Bel Air. 
that gets the bellow you don't hear about. And it's all the old money. I knew at some point, probably about like six months or so, I wanted to get a, see if I could upgrade, spend a little bit more money. Yeah. So literally with like two days later, this house came up and the price was so cheap. Uh, I mean, super expensive, but for what you're getting compared to anything, I mean, there was nothing like it. And the yeah. house was amazing. Like it's huge. The driveway is massive. It has like a North gate, a South gate. It's on 1.9 acres in the middle of Bel Air. Yeah. And so anyways, flash forward like a couple weeks, three weeks later. And uh, it was like, you know, it was like a sunset, um, six o'clock, you know, like the sun was kind of coming down and I'm on the phone and, and I'm just chatting and I'm sitting on the couch downstairs and I could, you know, hear some people upstairs kind of finishing up work, walking around and, you know, doing laundry or something. Yeah. And then probably like five minutes later, I realized no one's home. Everyone left. Like I shouldn't be hearing someone upstairs walking back and forth, shutting doors and opening the laundry and shutting it. Like, you know how like they kind of click and they. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like yeah. none of that stuff is justified. Like I shouldn't hear anything. Why? At that point I'm sitting there like kind of spooked and it's getting like darker. It's about like nighttime. Like it's just, it was like the transition of like a little bit of light. Now it's like dark and I'm on the phone and I remember putting him on speaker and muting it. And cause he, t- he's like running and he's talking. And so I'm just letting, I'm trying to listen, but I'm also trying to like survive. I'm like, okay, like, what is that? Um, it's actually the second night. Yeah. This is the second night I heard something. This one was just like over the top, like for sure someone or something's going on. I need to leave. So I'm sitting on the couch. I'm planning my escape. I'm thinking, okay, well, what do I do? I'm going to go in the <laughs> kitchen. I'm going to open the door. I'm going to grab the keys. I'm going to go from the keys out to the driveway, into the car, start the car and then go out the gate. Once the gate opens, like I'm home free, I'm driving into the city. I'm going to West Hollywood. I was going to go to Liz's house and, um, you know, go stay yeah. with her or whatever. Just leave. I'm home alone and it didn't seem that way. So I do all that. I, I, I go through my plan while he's on mute, not trying to be like, Hey man, I'm freaking out. I think there's a ghost trying to get me. I can't tell him that. Right. So I have to like stay quiet. And if he like asks me a question, I take it off <laughs> yeah. mute and I try to answer real quick, but I'm not going mute while I'm like trying to like survive. Like I feel like I'm in a movie right now. <laughs> I get to Liz's place. And I'm like, yeah, I got scared. Like, I'm honestly embarrassed. Like, I don't believe in all that kind of stuff. But like, there's some dude at my house, like for sure. Right. Like, I, I just could hear it. Like, there's no way yeah. to justify it. And so she thought it was funny, whatever. So yeah. I pick up my phone while I'm laying in bed. Uh, and I Google my address. And then I, after I say haunted, I hit search. And article after article come up about the haunting of my house. And the story and history of this house <laughs> is insane. And I'm sitting there reading it. And the things that they would say is you'll hear footsteps in the attic and doors closing. All the things that I heard. And I had no idea. And there's literally all these articles. There is a TV show film there about the haunting of the house. All this stuff. I had, I had no idea. <laughs> now you know I was so cheap. <laughs> that's why it was so cheap the first yeah. person to live in that house her name was Sonia Henny. she's a Norwegian uh, Olympic figure skater who was like gold medalist super famous like top two or three famous people in the world at the time wow she wow. date so her boyfriend was Hitler she every Olympics would, there's photos of her black and white photos of her and Hitler and then there's photos of her in the house in the backyard in my bedroom and she lived in this house and towards the end of her life, she went to fly. She went to go home because she got sick. 
and she died and never made it out of that house. And they say that she's there haunting the house, and it's literally Hitler's ex girlfriend. <sighs> what the? F- what? Yeah. So it's it was crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insane. Oh my god. I want to freaking I. I love stuff like that. I have never had any personal ghost experiences. I don't know what I would do if I did. I'd probably be really freaked out, but I kind of want to. That's just, that's insane. That's like, you experienced it firsthand. I'm just very analytical. So I got to believe in ghosts and all that stuff. But when it comes to this house, it's like, yeah. if you don't believe it or not, it doesn't matter. Like you can go to bed in that house and you will hear footsteps in the attic. Oh, oh. Yeah, just all kinds of, like, stuff. But no, like, technical, like, ghost sightings or, like, seeing something float around. But you will 100% will hear stuff. That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, Carter, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm glad I could uh, talk about my ghost stories and try to cleanse myself of all my haunted past and move on to the new house, which you know, I'm hoping isn't haunted as I look around. (laughs) Here's the thing. If we could go on about the ghost stories for another hour, I would. But then Jamie would be very upset with me when she goes to edit this later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, seriously. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you think, um, what are you thinking? You thinking you want to do the uh, the claw machine off? You want to do the arcade off? Do you want to hang out sometime? Do you want to be friends? I think we should do the claw machine off. And then, you know, I think we should should go to the, uh, the haunted attic and see if you get haunted. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. And then maybe friends after that. Well, you know, don't, let's not get ahead of ourselves. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. You hit me up when you want to get destroyed in a claw machine off. All right. Well, I'll be in LA in a few weeks, so we'll we'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. Let's do it. Let's freaking do it. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Everybody, that was Carter Share. Make sure to go check him out on YouTube, Instagram. He's doing some really cool stuff. Uh, he builds some really amazing things, putting that engineering degree to use. Uh, but yeah, go check him out, please. Uh, Jamie, how how did that go? You know, I feel like the claw machine competition could truly happen, but he didn't really seem like he wanted to keep contact in a personal sense. No. No, not at all, which is fine. He seems to make a lot of content and I could see how like he he would only want to be friends with me insofar as I provide him with content. That's what, that's what I can, it's like, hey, you want to like, you know, do a thing, do a video, do it, whatever, then yeah, let's do it. But then I was like, well, do you want to just like, you know, talk? And he's like, I don't know, which is fair. That's fine. Hey man, that's the grind. That's the gressel. Yeah, I think he probably doesn't have a lot of, like, because he's creating so much all the time. He probably just doesn't have a lot of downtime for that. And when he does, he's like, I don't want, I just want my girlfriend and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, he seems like he he makes a lot of content. Also, probably, like, all of his friends, all of his, like, closest friends are, like, the people that he makes videos with. You know, which makes sense. Claw machine. Claw machine. I'd, I'd pff, tell you what, I'd wipe the floor with him. I'm going to say that now. <laughs> I'd destroy him. 
I'm nasty at claw machines. Yeah, you're being humble at first. I was. I was being humble at first, okay? But now I'm going to be arrogant. I'm crazy with it. You can ask my girlfriend, and you can see the plethora of stuffed animals that she has because of this guy right here. This guy. (laughs) Everyone, if you have not been listening to Best Friends Back, all right, you should start, okay? You should. Stevie... The voice of Good Mythical Morning, the CCO of Mythical Entertainment, is trying to rekindle her friendship with Nagin, her best friend from over 15 years ago. Her high school best friend from over 15 years ago. Uh, they're trying to see if the whole keep in touch, don't ever change thing from the yearbook really rings true. They're trying, to, they're trying to rekindle. They're trying to get back together. They are best friends back, all right? Okay? That's what's happening. New episodes out every Friday. Go check it out wherever you get your podcasts. It's a great show. Please go give it a listen. Everyone, thank you, as always, for listening to Trevor Talks Too Much. That's me. I'm Trevor. I talk too much. We got new episodes every freaking Tuesday, wherever you get your podcast. We got the video versions coming out following Monday on YouTube.com. Please leave a review. Let me know just the right amount of talking to do. I could always use the help. Uh, Let me know if it's a little too much, a little too little. little. Who knows? You know, let me know. Uh, And go check out all the other mythical stuff. You know, we got Mythical Kitchen. We got GMM. We got all the TikTok accounts. We actually have a new TikTok account at Mythical Pods on TikTok that we're going to be posting clips from all the different podcasts that we have. Uh, Fun little snippets. So go check it out. If you just want some fun little snippets from all the pods, listen to everyone talk. uh, It's going to be great. So go check that out. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And as always... Um, I need a, like a, what's a good like catchphrase like they do uh, stay sexy and don't get murdered on the, that murder podcast. Remember, don't kill the part of you that is cringe. Kill the part that cringes. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>